What's up? What's good? It's your boy AJ back like I never left for the brand new segment of Let's Talk About It. The topic today is going to be stop leaving the door open a crack. Today we're going to be discussing closing the door on past and failed relationships. This one is a hot button topic, I feel, because of ties. We bound ourselves to each other. First and foremost, I want to give my disclaimer. The music that you heard in the background, I do not own the rights to it. But as I say every single time, it just fits the segment so well. So let's go ahead and let's jump into this. So... In my opinion, there's two types of people in the world. There's those that have ended a bad relationship and those that are about to end a bad relationship. Breakups are inevitable. Um, They're going to happen. There's going to be a lot of bad relationships or bad situations that you have to exit from before you find that one that's going to be forever and I think a lot of times in losing those relationships, we hold on for whatever the reason we hold on to a little piece of that person. We try to unconscious. No, not unconsciously. We try to consciously, unconsciously um, keep the door open just to crack for whatever the reason we have connections, communications. We still continue to talk to family members. We continue to talk to old friends that are connected to that person because the hardest thing in the world for us to do is to let go. Um, I, I heard someone say that a breakup is almost like a death because in actuality, the the relationship is gone. It's dead. It's it's past, and so you have to mourn it. That I understand, but uh, just like losing someone, at some point you have to be able to pick up and start to rebuild. At some point you have to be able to start moving forward in your life. Now. With a breakup, you find ourselves we find ourselves in situations where we want to I mean for whatever the reason, whether it's good or bad, we want to know how the other person is doing. If we want to see if they're doing bad without us, we want to see if they're doing good without us. But whatever the reason, we hold on. We keep trying to figure out a way to have a piece of them. Uh, we keep them as friends on social media. We have all kind of situations where they're still in some way, shape, form, or fashion a piece of us. Uh, there's a song, and uh, my old heads understand, there's a song with uh, R.L. and Deborah Cox. And the song is We Can't Be Friends. And uh, they're basically talking about how 
the relationship ended, but, you know, she says she went by her mother's house and saw his car there. And sometimes that bind, that, that bond is felt between family members. You have family members that refuse to let go of the ex. And some of you may think it's petty to have to do so, but in most cases, it is a very real necessity to be able to completely let go. Um, having ties on Facebook, you know, oh, well, I'm still friends with their cousin. I'm, I'm still friends with their sister. I'm still friends with their brother. That's a detriment because the thing about it is, is whether you want to admit it or not, those people, they're not loyal to you. They're loyal to that family member. So you may find yourself in a situation where you're announcing something that you feel is uh, a good thing. You know, we live our lives on social media nowadays anyway. You may want to announce that you and your new boo, your new bae is going on a trip. And that cousin, sister, aunt will relay that information to your ex. And that generates contact. We have to learn, even with ex-husbands, ex-wives, regardless if we have children in the mix, there is still a proper way to handle it. And I'm not telling you that you have to be ugly. You have to be mean to that other person, that other party. But you have to understand that that relationship that you're seeking, it may not be possible to have. And in most cases, it's not even that big of a necessity. I still think we can be friends. Friend, how I don't understand how people feel that they can be friends with somebody that they weren't friends with in the beginning. The relationship ended because we didn't communicate. We didn't talk. We didn't understand each other's feelings. So because you weren't friends and now you feel like, oh, well, since the we're, we're no longer together, now we can be friends. We can hang out. We can talk. We can have that connection. But you can't because you can't build a bridge over a wall. We have to understand that 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 longing, it's still a part of us holding on to that bond. And sometimes that bond is more of a bind because we've been tied to this person for however long. And now we feel like we don't even realize that we're falling into the same trap. You know, there is a saying, stop loving the chains that bind you. We find ourselves caught up with someone. We can't let them go. They're a friend now or uh, they still have access to us this kind of way, that kind of way. But we have to understand we are the controlling factor. We control the narrative. I myself have been through situations where I have lost a long term relationship. And at one point. I was still open and subjected to phone calls, text messages that were not 
related to uh, our kids. And the funny thing about it is, is we can uh, when you say things like, no, we're going to talk just about the kids. They'll always find a way to tie their conversation into the children. They'll say things like, uh, well, uh, the, the, our kid wants to talk to you. Our kid wants to see you. Uh, and, you know, in a lot of times, in a lot of instances, uh, you can fix that situation by saying, well, you know, if they, if our child wants, you know, depending on the age, of course, if our child wants to talk to us, they can reach out to me. Or I can reach out to them directly. We have to learn how to stop opening the door and allowing them to put that foot in. Because once they get a foot in the door, then other things start happening. And it may not even be a case of you wanting them back or allowing them back uh, into your life in a sexual manner or even uh, reconsidering a relationship. It may simply just be a foothold for them to come in and start attempting to knock things or destroy things. You know, the bad thing about it is, is when you have a bad breakup and the the situation wasn't a good one in the first place. A lot of times those exes will come back in an attempt to simply destroy what's good for you now. You know, we all get those texts. Hey, what you doing? I've been thinking about you. I miss you. Why didn't we work? Well, the answer to that is why didn't we work is because you cheated or you were abusive or you were verbally abusive or we didn't communicate. There is always a reason that we ended and both of us know the reason. So you reaching out to me now. I have to be the deciding factor. I have to be the one that maintains my control. And I have to be the one that says this conversation goes no further than right here. So with that being said, I don't need you to call me anymore to check on me to see how I'm doing. I understand that you are my child's mother or my child's father. I understand that. But you don't have to reach out to me on that level. And then. Even with letting go, a lot of us don't even realize that we have to stop owning our past. And what I mean by stop owning our past, terms like my ex, my ex-husband, my ex-wife, those are anchors and they pull us down. And when we attach the word my to anything, it's a form of possession. And we possess the things that we covet or we possess the things that we want. We possess the things that we desire. We possess the things that we still feel are in our lives. So. As opposed to hearing the word my ex. The name that they had prior to you being with them, that's the name you should address them by. Well, so-and-so, so-and-so, because you're taking the intransitive handle off of it. You're taking away the power. The power is not in X. The power is in my. Because anytime, regardless of how the breakup happened, anytime that we still hang on to the word my, 
mine. When we start saying things like that, subconsciously, it pulls us back into that same black hole that it took us forever to escape. Subconsciously, it starts to open doors. And I say subconsciously because a lot of times we don't realize that we're saying it, number one. And number two, we do not believe that it carries that much power, but it actually does. If we have to, especially if it's a situation where we share kids, we have children together, as opposed to saying my ex. It is nothing wrong with saying my child's father, my child's mother, if if it's so hard for you to to uh, call them by their name. And we give people too much power over us. And the funny thing is, is this power that they feel that they have is power that we've made known to them. Because we still continue to entertain their foolishness. Even beyond just entertaining foolishness. An ex should not still have the ability to pull you into a situation of an argument or uh, any type of negativity. They shouldn't have the ability to do that because if they have the ability to change your mood, to change your actions, change your behavior, if they still have the power, the I'm sorry, the ability to do that, they still have the power over you. And even if we have that domineering ex that refuses to let us live our lives, there are ways to handle that as well. See, people like that, they need the control when they are refusing to let you go, even though the situation that drove uh, the relationship to an end may have been something that they were doing or something that they were not doing, something that they were fully aware of, even though that may have been the issue, that control leads them to believe, no, I still have power. So it doesn't matter what I did. If I say I want you back, then you should be open to it. If I say I want to talk about us, you should still be okay with that. If I ask you how you been, how's your family and things like that, you don't have to. Like I say, you don't have to be ugly. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to do any of that. But the thing about it is, is you need to be able to control the narrative. How's your family doing? Oh, they're fine. And everybody still has the same phone number. So if you want to reach out and you want to contact them, you can do so. You don't have to relay messages through me. We have to get ourselves in a position of understanding what release is. We try so hard to be delivered from something. And the funny thing is, is God delivers us from it just for us to still walk around pulling it in a wagon. We held on to those little things, not understanding that those little things become big things. Oh, it's okay. It's not a problem for them to call me today or text me today 
is not a problem until it becomes a problem. And it quickly becomes a problem when you realize how little respect they have for you. Like I have the ability, I can text you, I can call you at 10, 11 o'clock at night. You shouldn't say anything about it because you need to understand who I am in your life. Because it's that it's still that control factor. I've had a lot of people um, that I've encountered, that I've come in contact with, say things to me like, who says you have to be uh, hateful or who says you have to hate the person just because y'all are not together anymore? It's not a question of hate. It's a question of moving forward. I mean, think about it like this. Do you quit a job and then go hang out in the parking lot every day? Do you lose weight, drop 100 pounds and still wear the clothes that you were wearing when you weighed 400 pounds? If it's a, if you're moving on, then do exactly that. Move on. You don't move out of a house. And still continue to pay the rent there. So why is it that the we, we can let go of everything? We can move forward from every bad situation. Oh, this was a bad job. I hated working there. And I'm so glad that I quit. I'm so glad that I found something better. We can move on from that. Oh, I didn't like this, this apartment that I lived in. It was so bad, you know, that the maintenance people didn't do what they were supposed to. And I moved and we can let go of that. I didn't like the car that I had. I always had problems. It kept breaking down. So I got another one. We can move on from that. And we don't look back and say, yeah, but every time it broke down, I still look good in that car. We don't do that. But relationships, for whatever the reason, we hold on to them. Regardless of how bad they were, how necessary it was to end it, for whatever the reason, we have to hold on. So we keep allowing ourselves to fall right back into the same predicament, the same situation. And as I said earlier, it may not even be a case of you wanting that person back. Or uh, longing for that relationship again. But it's simply a question of them being able to come in and cause any type of negative emotion. We try our best to keep things moving with the status quo instead of adapting and moving in a different direction. See, sometimes we can't get to where we're supposed to be because we have too much weight. We have too much baggage. And in regards to closing the door, stop leaving the door open just a crack. We got to stop looking for closure in our failed relationships. Closure is for things you don't understand. So why wait around for someone to close the door to that they opened and let you out of? 
I need to know why they did me this way. I need to know why they treated me like this because they chose to. Well, now I was good to them and they should have been good to me. Well, should have, would have, could have. And if you're going to live your life hanging on to the shoulda, woulda, couldas, then there is no room for forward momentum at all. You can't move forward because you're too busy. That's the reason what my pastor used to say all the time. Your windshield is so much bigger than your rearview mirror. Because you need to see more of where you're going and less of where you're coming from. It's not saying that you don't remember, but you use that as a building block. And like I say, in order to get over something, you got to first be able to let it go. And, and stop holding on to those small details. Oh, it's okay for them to text me. They're just texting I, I well, they they say they're the ones that saying this. I'm not going to say that I want to talk to them. I'm not going to say that I want them calling me. You don't have to say it. But by but but by not saying that that you don't want it is the in their mind, it's the exact same thing as saying that you do. You know, sometimes it is necessary to respond, but your respond has to be in regards to why. This needs to stop. Hey, I understand that you feel as though we are connected in that form where you still continue to need to talk to me, but we, we don't have it like that anymore. So I'm asking you politely to stop. You know, and not even just relationships. We have friendships that are like that. People will reveal to you who they are. And then for whatever the morbid, unclear reason, we still need to, to have some type of connection. Whether it's still answering phone calls when they call or still responding to text messages, for whatever the reason, we still find ourselves having to do it. And the only thing it does is when we get off the phone, even if it is small, minute, and minor, our mood has changed. And we get to either they've pissed us off, upset us, frustrated us, or even caused us to start second-guessing what we knew was the right move in the first place. They'll find that little hole this small amount of light, and this is where they're coming in. So when you close the door, you have to make sure that it is closed. Stop leaving it open just to crack. They opened the door and allowed you out. So the closure that you need, give it to yourself. Close that, on, that door for yourself. Move forward with your life and stop hanging on or stop allowing your past to be your anchor. You know, and I know you may be saying to yourself, 
I'm not doing that. That's not what I what I'm doing. You need to understand that. No, it's still necessity that I talk to this person or it's still a necessity that we text each other. It's a necessity because we had a house together. It's a necessity because we have a business together. It's a necessity because we have a child together. And all three of those things are valid. But again, even with that, you have to be the one that controls the narrative. If the if the the connection is a child, okay, then let's talk about the child and the child only. You don't need to call me and say, well, yeah, um, I was thinking about getting some green shoes. You think he likes green shoes? Buy the shoes and see. Yeah, I wanted to get him something to eat today. Uh, Do you think it'd be okay if I add a drink to his? Get it and see. That's not necessary. And those that are unable to let you go, they'll use things like that just as a key to unlock that door. To allow for new communication. And it's all just a positioning tool to put them back in the right light. And so we have to be the ones to say no more. I got out of this relationship. I got out of this friendship. I left this job. All of this for a reason. And that reason is enough for me to look forward and stop looking back. And after y'all hear this and y'all still feel like, no, I still have to have some type of connection with my ex. We we're we're friends on Facebook. We didn't end in a bad way. That's fine for you. And like I say, what I'm saying is not law. But then when you are. Finding it hard to maintain a new relationship. Or you're finding it hard to to keep your same positive energy after y'all have talked or after y'all have seen each other. You're finding it difficult to continue to do this or you have some level of frustration. Then you have to understand what's the common denominator. The common denominator is, is I haven't closed the door. You know. Uh, my grandmother used to say, make sure you close that door before you open another one. Years back, I was on a ship, a naval ship at the USS Comstock, and uh, that would be their response. You have to dog down the door. What that means is you would have to close Secure and lock this door before another one opens because the explanation explanation that they gave us is if the ship is sinking and there's a breach in the bulkhead and water is starting to come in, you opening one door without closing the door where the water is, it allows that water to now get into the next room. So that's the same exact thing with relationships. When you come in. And you open a new door and you haven't closed this old one. It allows all of that poison, that negativity, that frustration, that anger, that pain to bleed right through to the next door. 
So again, we have to be the ones that change our own narrative. We have to be the ones to control it. Stop giving other people so much power over us. Be able to stand up and say, regardless of the situation, I don't need to hang on to anything from my past if I am attempting to move forward towards a future. That's been my segment today. You know, it's a little shorter than I normally do. Today has only been 30 minutes, but uh, there's something that I had to say. And normally I would have a guest for y'all, but this is a, a segment that needed to be said. Understand this. I'm going to give you all these words before I close out. Understand this. Standing on your own is not the same as standing by yourself. You can stand up and say, I'm out of this situation. I'm leaving this situation. I don't need your contact. I don't need you continuing to do that. You can stand up and you can do that on your own without having to feel like you're being petty or you're the negative person. All you're doing is securing your own position and ensuring positivity in your future. Okay, guys, until next time, I'm out of here like a bad year. Y'all continue to listen. If you have questions or if you have segments or topics that you would like to talk about, you can reach me on my email. I'm going to ask that y'all use y'all's per. If you're going to email me, a Vincent V like Victor, I N S O N 33 at gmail.com. Email me directly from your email. That way it gives me the opportunity to respond instead of use going through the, um, the podcast. Uh, again, if you have topics that you want to discuss, or if you just want to provide your feedback on a segment, hit me up. Until next time, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Peace.